Hello and welcome to Nolo Time, episode 33. My name is Sobi Valles and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Julian. What's good, Nolo Time? Good to be back with you here for another episode and we've got a lot of good stuff to talk to you guys about today. We've been excited to talk about this stuff. Yeah, we made it. It's a rough week, but we're here. We're alive. We're surviving. We're surviving. We made it. So, Joel, what's up, man? What you been up to? Well, like I said, surviving. It's, it's funny because just a few days ago, I was pretty, pretty bad sick. Like I, it, it messed me up. And then I know you yourself now not not feeling too well. Like we've, I think stuff's been going around, and you know it's gotta gotta stay clean. If any of you guys are are in uh, Florida, you know that the flu's just been going around like crazy. And uh, people who have apparently the the uh, flu shot, only ten percent of them are actually been like protected from the virus. Um, so just use buy some extra Germex. Be careful where you go. But uh, yeah, man. Um, you know, I've been super busy with life and whatnot. What I did this last week is I caught up on some of the Agents of Shield because I've kind of I've been staying away from it. Um, just been busy with other stuff. I said, let me go and try and catch up a little bit. I'm still uh, one episode behind their, uh, I guess their their break that they took. Uh, and they're going to go for another elongated break, I know, over um, this next month and return back in March because they were expecting Inhumans to do better. Um, obviously, we know that was that was terrible. But um, anyways, yeah, so, you know, what they've been doing with this whole uh, and, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s, you know, story arc is it's been where they, you know, traveled um, to the future, to the uh, Earth-616 universe. They clearly say it by name. Um, and that they are in this world where essentially um, the Earth has actually been broken completely apart. No one knows why. The belief is that Quake actually just was so powerful at one point. She was the last person seen. She just like shocked the Earth so hard it just broke in two. I haven't caught up yet, so I don't know. I could be behind. I'm sure it's out there already. What I was hoping for, I said, eh, I doubt they'll do this, but what I was hoping for is that they was going to say that Thanos won. And so that's why the Earth is completely destroyed. Everybody's living out in like, this other space colony. It's probably not going to happen, <laughs> but my sweaty heart can, can uh, my nerdy heart can, can hope for the best, right? But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it, I think it's been actually a pretty interesting storyline. Like, I know a lot of people, you know, they, they have issues with, you know, some of the, the hardship, I think, that these characters go through. Um, I'm not going to say that I appreciate all of it, but I understand it. And it does have a linear storyline. And that's what makes it different from The Flash and um, like Lens of Tomorrow where um, it's been a freak of the week storyline. It's been like, okay, this week we have Mr. Twirly and this week we've got, you know, Jack in the Box dude. And like, I'm, I'm not trying to make fun of the show. I'm just saying like, it's, it's been that kind of formula. And people like The Flash, and, and I watched The Flash, so I get it. But with uh, Marvel, what they've done is they've given us a linear storyline leading up to what's going to happen. So say what you will about the show. I do appreciate that that that's, that arc that they've done. Uh, and I'm interested to see where it fully goes. I'd seen that this first episode for the season when I was at New York Comic Con. So now I'm seeing it come to its conclusion very soon. And, and I think I've been happy with what I got so far. But uh, yeah, that's it for me. I mean, I don't know what you've been up to, Ovid. Yeah, I never caught on to Agents of Shield. I I watched a couple of episodes here and there, and I really wanted to watch it because of Coulson, but never clicked. Uh, and I I dropped off Flash and uh, the other DC guys a while ago. So 
<laughs> unfortunately, I, I need and I need a lot. I uh, have a lot of catching up to do, but I've been uh, Joel. I've been spending my time uh, with this little gem right here. Hey, and this game here, man, it is it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I just want to do a quick review, right? And of course, if you didn't see it, Dragon Ball Fighter Z or Dragon Ball Fighters, however you want to say it, um, phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, it, 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 this game takes the best of, so the best way I can describe this game is, is Marvel versus Capcom mixed with Guilty Gear mm. with, with training wheels <clears throat> because it has the, you know, three on three team battles that Marvel versus Capcom two, um, started and uh, um multiple marvel versus capcom 3 or, or marvel versus capcom 3 continued um it has that and it has some of the complexity that those games have uh, because there's a lot to learn it's it's it, this is the perfect example the perfect example of a game that is easy to easy to learn hard to master because it has the complexity of you know combo wise of, of Marvel and some of the complexities of Guilty Gear and and the and the art design or not the art design because this is uh, Toriyama art design but the look of Guilty Gear the XR series so XR Revelator Rev Two and it just takes those two things and just mashes them together and and out comes out Trammel Fighter C it's probably the best off the bat best fighting game i've played since since probably marvel vs. capcom 2. wow so in the last maybe 15 you know 17 years uh marvel 2 was 2000 if i'm not wrong maybe 99 i, I think it was 2000 yeah. and and this was like a revelation when the first time I saw Marvel was like, Oh my gosh, this is great. This is a fantastic fighting game. This is all I've ever wanted, you know, have all these Marvel characters and all these Capcom characters and over 50 characters to choose from making this three on three is phenomenal, you know? Um, but then I've always been a fan of, you know, Dragon Ball since uh, mid nineties when I first saw the original Dragon Ball and then, and then Dragon Ball C, but this game just takes it, all and, and just makes it better, Joel. I it's I'm so excited for it, and it's doing so good. Uh, they just announced today that they they've sold two million copies, or between between sold on digital and shipped, two million copies. So it's by far the highest selling Arxis games that ever. I think their their best selling game was Persona 4 Arena, was around eight hundred uh, thousand copies. So this is at two million right now. So <clears throat> they're doing phenomenal. Uh, the game is really good. What I like about this game, Joel, is that it takes, like I said, it's guilty gear on training wheels. So you have everything's on auto combo. You have a light auto combo and you have a medium auto combo. Um, the great thing is that you have a launcher move that you can mix up with. If you do your light auto combo, it'll be it'll be um, it, it, you will perform that move automatically. 
But if you do, if you if you mix it up with um, the the medium, the, the light and medium, this this launcher move, you can extend your combos and you can make your combos longer, and you could include special moves and you could include super moves. So um, it has some really cool mechanics that it adds that uh, that it it really changes up the way you you play a fighting game because instead of having a standard throw mechanic. What it has is uh, what they called, I believe, Dragon Rush. And it, it's basically like a quick combo. So you do a quick combo into a launcher, then that you can convert into another combo. So just changing that mechanic alone, it's awesome. Um, the, the game looks phenomenal. I, this, gra the, like, this, is pro this is one of the best looking games I've, I've ever seen. Like uh, Guilty Gear was up there because the the art design on Guilty Gear is so good, but this just they they've mastered their craft, and to make so, R.I.P. Marvel, <laughs> um, because um, this game is built on the same engine as Marvel's Capcom Infinite, uh. and and this looks infinitely times better than. Than Marvel, great choice of words. It's it's ridiculous. It's I mean the you can you can compare the both games and and you would oh man how did Capcom come up with that? I mean, and and I, I'm thinking I don't know I don't know what the budget for Arxis was for to make this game, but it had to be somewhere close or or or, or less than than Marvel versus Capcom Infinite's. And and the way this game looks and the presentation and then it has a really robust arcade mode, um, has a really cool story mode that's like kind of like playing a board game um, mixed with with your um, with your story bits. So the way they they incorporated that it's phenomenal. I I, I was I had a lot of fun with it. I finished the first section and then I jumped into arcade mode because arcade mode is so good and so robust and I just kept going. I was like, I'm just gonna keep playing arcade mode. Uh, the only thing I don't like, and I think they're fixing it today, if I'm not wrong, is that when you launch the game initially, you are thrown into a lobby, and from this lobby you have your different play modes. So you have your arcade, your online, your story, your practice, and and your shop. So all all of the options are in this lobby and an issue that I had over the weekend is that the game was doing so well that all these lobbies were full and I spent I, I spent you know two three minutes trying to find lobby because um, it didn't have like an auto lobby option and and it just kept kicking me back until it said okay pick a lobby and then I picked the lobby and I was able to get in so I believe they're they're fixing it today they uh, I believe they were down for maintenance uh, for a couple hours and then they were adding uh, i think it's like an offline options mode or, or something like that if i'm not wrong uh but it's phenomenal man i i highly recommend it like i said even if you're not a fighting game fan and 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 like it's easily the best dragon ball game and i i, I really enjoyed budokai 3 and i think that was a good game overall and that was for the ps2 but Hands down is probably the best Dragon Ball game, and it's one of the more complete fighting game packages out there. And like I said, it's really easy to to just pick up and, and play with those auto combos, and then you start mixing up stuff. And, and it's really easy. Like, it doesn't have 
com complex uh, inputs like say King of Fighters or uh, or even Street Fighter, uh, depending on the character that you that you use. So all characters not they don't play the same because all, all characters do different things, but they all have the same. Um, it, it's very minimalistic, but from there you can you know start experimenting and 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 getting combos and making the bigger. There's already like touch of death combos, and if you don't know what the what touch of death combo is, it's basically you get hit once and you just get into a combo until your character dies, basically. So there's already people starting to get really good at it. Um, I'm really excited to just go back to it again and, and keep playing because it's it's so good. I could spend, Joe, the whole episode talking about it. I'm going to stop pretty soon. But highly recommend it, guys. Pick it up. Even if you're not you know, a super crazy fighting game fan, just if you like ad adventure games even because it's really it's fun. The story mode's good. Voice acting is great on both the the Japanese and the English. I'm actually playing it in, in English because I, I'm not I'm not attached to the Japanese voices. I I I, I know the Japanese voices because I've I've watched Dragon Ball in Japanese, but but I I kind of like have this um, nostalgic feeling feeling for the voice actors for the English voice actors. So this is the same guys that did did Z back in the early uh, 2000s. Uh, you know, 99, 2000. So it's the same guys and the same guys that are doing Dragon Ball Super. Uh, most most of them are are back. So uh, really good. Highly recommended, Joel. It's fantastic, dude. Yeah. That, that's I was looking forward to hearing your full review on this. I was fortunate enough to hear earlier um, before, you know, how you really felt about it and um, especially the comparison you gave to, uh, you know, Marvel's Capcom, you know, Infinite, like to see like, how much further ahead this game is um that that's that's good news i mean i i i want i want these games to succeed it's, it's supposed to be one of the biggest one of the bigger games coming out for this year to start us off with a bang so yeah. i like that yeah it was my game of show uh, for e3 last year um and any guys it really went ahead and took a dump on on marvel <laughs> it was like yeah. there's no there's no other way to say it it's like you know sorry marvel it's time to uh move on maybe they can do a season two and revive it i don't know but yeah. but we'll see yeah yes yeah, so, but speaking of marvel joe ant-man and the wasp yes tell us about that trailer man dude i, I did not see this coming i <laughs> um like you actually told me about it when it broke and i was like what because you know just being being busy and whatnot, um, and uh, I was eventually able to, to see it, and I've watched it now at least four times, I'd say, by now. Um, and I'll probably watch it a couple more times, you know, just being excited for this movie. But, dude, I mean, I don't even think they put an announcement out. Usually they do say, okay, the trailer's coming. There was no tease or anything for They just dropped this thing. Especially interesting timing, knowing that the Super Bowl's this weekend, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Anyways, to the trailer, um... It's a fantastic trailer. Why? Because it's for the first trailer, it does what we expect for a teaser. It teases the movie. It does not tell us exactly what the, the storyline of the movie is. It gives us enough for us to understand um, what kind of movie it's going to be. It's going to be just like the other, the other Ant-Man movie. It's going to be funny. It's plenty of humor. Um, there's going to be a lot of heart and story, right? These, this, uh, you know, this, I feel like um, Paul Rudd's 
character Scott Lang, I feel like he has become a part of the Pym family to some degree. Like, obviously, yes, you know, his feelings for Hope, but, like, I feel like him and and Hank and, and, and Hope, like, they kind of on the family, and it shows very clearly from the beginning of the trailer that they are on the run uh, just because of it's the events after Civil War. Uh, if you look at the timeline of when this movie comes out, it comes out after Infinity War. It comes out uh, in July, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so that and that's a whole other thing because it really should have come out before because it looks like the timeline of this movie is what happens before Infinity War, maybe yeah, during yeah. the Iron Man, uh, Spider-Man's homecoming timeline kind of thing. Yeah, it would seem so. The uh, the only thing the thing was like. Because the movie comes out after, and we, we talked about this casually just a little bit. Because the movie comes out after Infinity War, I, I'm assuming it's after Infinity War. So the Earth is fine, I guess. Uh, see, I, I I really don't think so, and that's only <laughs> the reason why I say I don't think so is I'm not gonna get into spoilers, but the things <laughs> that we've seen on the internet with some stuff that I've heard, seen, read. I, I have reason to believe that there's some interesting stuff going on. Um, look, I mean, Marvel can – they can go backwards. I think that they've done things in a very linear structure for a while. But I know Feige has said before that they're open to trying different things. The Black Widow movie that's announced, I think that's a prequel. I don't think that's an After Infinity War movie. I think that's a, that's a prequel storyline of some level. Uh, but anyways, yeah, like I, I, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I, I don't know because there's just – and there's just no way that after the first Infinity War movie, like they're just literally walking around happy, throwing giant Hello Kitties at, at people. Like the world gets pretty messed up after that movie. Probably Michael Bay level messed up. <laughs> no man, how could it be more messed up than Michael Bay? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I think the thing that's really fascinating to me is also the like. They, they give us enough teases of action. They have that really comical scene that we see with, with Hope. Amazing sequence where she's like running across a knife and like flying, whatever. And uh, Ant-Man says to, to Hank Pym, Scott Link says, like, hey, she has wings. Like, and yeah, she's got blasters. Like, and you didn't give that to me because you probably didn't have it. He's like, no, I had it. I just didn't want to give it to you. I'll give it to my daughter, which is a great, great, great slide. Um, but, but yeah, like, I, I, I like that they they teased it just enough that we don't have to know fully what's going on, except that they're on the run because of what happened after Civil War. Like they clearly addressed that, like he got he was locked up, he had he got broken up by Captain America. We all know that the end of Civil War movie's been out for a little bit now, and now with them you know being on the run, like even now Hank Pym has to now run and the other people because of their connections. So literally, like we see that amazing scene. Where he literally shrinks his entire building to a suitcase and just walks away. What I think is one of the best scenes in, in the trailer. Yeah, I, I kept thinking it's funny because when I saw that, when I saw that bit, and and he took the building and he just kept walking. I was like, wait, what? What? The furniture is just gonna go roll off one side. And then it, it's funny because I started watching uh, um, a couple of the reactions on YouTube. It was like. I was like, well, what if there's people in there? Are they just falling over in the building? <laughs> I was like, it was like, I thought the same thing. So it was like, I mean, physics, like, like, yeah, yeah. physics, right? Yeah. No, that's a realistic question. Yeah. I thought it was one of the coolest shots. They give us a shot of Goliath, 
um, in the trailer. For those of you who don't know who Goliath is, he's a, another one of Hank Pym's friends. Um, so obviously he's he's older. It's played um, by uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character, um, which is interesting. Possibly from DC to Marvel for that. Yeah. But I'm curious to see if they'll give us maybe a younger Goliath maybe, or I don't know. We'll see. It could, could be, could not be. It's fine, whatever they decide to do. I'm happy to see Ant-Man and the Wasp together. Um, the thing is, the villain of this movie, okay, they they don't show us much except for a quick shot. You don't hear any. I don't. As, as far as I remember, there's no word spoken uh, with the character. Um, the character is the ghost, and this character is a very obscure kind of Marvel villain character. Um, she's a character that, like, you. Like I think it's I think in the in the comics it's actually a guy. I've not read anything that character. I had to do some research on this, um, but yeah, the character can can actually uh, turn themselves basically like invisible, like a ghost. They've actually figured out a formula to to make themselves invisible so they can steal stuff and you know do some very criminal things. The character is a little more of an antihero in the comics, apparently. Um, obviously, the character is a straight up a villain in this movie, but we'll see how it goes and it turns out. Interesting to see another female villain. For, for Marvel, because Marvel had, for a long time only had male villains, and then in uh, Thor Ragnarok, they broke that streak and they had Helena, which is fantastic. Thor Ragnarok is phenomenal. Go see it. Um, but in this one, now we have another female villain uh, with, with this ghost character. See see how this character is. I think it's it's cool that they've changed it up in that, that way. Maybe this character will survive past this. It won't be just like how we had a yellow jacket and then just gone. Maybe we'll actually have more than than just that. I'm hoping Marvel really steps it up. Um, but I'm okay not knowing about much about the villain or all that kind of stuff. It's a tease. It's supposed to just get us excited. It got me excited. You know, the only thing I think that was a negative for me is I think it's because this character is a character that I most people I know really liked. This character was Michael Pena's character, Luis was not in the movie, is on the trailer. And I know he's in the movie because he said that he was going to be in the movie. Um, but he's nowhere in the trailer. Missed opportunity to me. Even if you had, say, a one-liner or a shot of him just being in there. People people remember, I think, the first Ant-Man movie for Scott Lang, Michael Douglas, and I think well, that character, Louis. Like, that, that it just sticks out. It was so good. Storytelling. Yeah, it, it was, he was really funny. Like, <laughs> I would have liked to, like him to actually do a recap of the entire MCU. <laughs> I, would, I would, I would actually just love to see him recapping everything since, like, like in chronological order since Captain America. So this guy spoke to this guy who got the Avengers because of Nick Fury, and this guy, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it'd be, it'd be that, that'd be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, 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 um, I really like this character. So I think that was a missed opportunity. Is maybe, maybe I won't say it's a negative, but you know, it could have done more for, for the hype behind this movie. But I think it's on. It's, it was unexpected, and that that's fine. I mean, people are people are gonna be talking about now three Marvel movies this year. Black Panther comes up, which we'll get to that in, a, in our next topic. Um, we got the Infinity War movie, which is gonna be the the event of the summer, and then you've got. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Those are three MCU, Marvel, Disney, Cinematic Universe movies. We went from two to three, man. It's it's good good time to be a nerd. Yeah, they're not no they're not doing one in November this year, right? No, no. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I thought the trailer was was good. Like you said, it it, it gave us enough to know 
kind of what's going on without giving the story away, which is how I like my trailers. Um, and I, I, it looked it looked phenomenal. The uh, the SFX looked good. And it looks like it's it actually came along pretty well. Um, the costumes look good. Uh, you know, like you said, I really, me personally, I really enjoyed the um, uh, the uh, family dynamic that the first one had. It was actually a pretty interesting point, and and it was funny too because there's some really funny bits, and and he played a lot for like the like the climax of the movie was sort of revolving about it about you know around around that so it was really cool so i'm, I'm glad to say that they kept that i i really want to see lois back <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it looks it looks great um i, I think disney slash marvel are poised to have another if not their best year and uh this year yeah absolutely yeah, considering how fantastic those early reviews for Black Panther are, are Joel, right? I mean, it's it's just phenomenal. Yeah, let, let's jump into that. I mean, yeah. that's something we want to talk about here. Well, like, we're we're well, talking about Ant Man and the Wasp, and it's like, look, we got Black Panther that's coming out in a matter of days. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, like the premiere was on Monday. And after the premiere, like I know a lot of uh, you know media was out in, in Los Los Angeles for that, and uh, you know a lot of hype behind it, and and so people saw the movie. They were not allowed to give their reviews yet. I'm not sure when the embargo fully lifts for that. We'll see. But we do. We were allowed to get early internet impressions, so they were allowed to do like a little short tweets um, on their impressions, and then they they could expand on it after the embargo. Um, we were not at at this premiere, or nor did we get you know, to see any of this. So, my what I'm talking to you right now is not me doing a spoiler review or something because I've not seen the movie. I'm just talking to you about internet impressions from what other people are saying. And look, you can go ahead and read some of them for yourself. People, there are some people who are saying it is um, it's the best Marvel movie. There are people who are saying it's in the top five automatically. There are people who are saying that um, they had low expectations, left having a great time. I don't think, I don't think Marvel has had this kind of reviews since like the Avengers. And the reason I say that is because, like, usually even with some of like their their more recent ones, people like it, but they say something about a villain or oh the movie was too funny or it was too this or that. I've read great things so far from the reactions about the villain. And mind you, there's villains, you know, in Bach, all those different, there's a couple of them in there that, that we're familiar with. We'll see if maybe one's more like a James Bond, you know, villain that ends off in the first sequence and another one carries on throughout. We'll see. Kind of like what what uh, what uh, Crossbones was on, on Civil War. Perfect example. Perfect yeah. example. So, yeah, there could be something like that. But, like, yeah, we're just villains and... And uh, obviously, you get to see his kingdom, what have you. And people are saying they're really excited uh, with the family dynamic. They really enjoy his kingship storyline. Uh, obviously, they titled the movie Black Panther, Long Live the King. I was like, ah, oh, a little Lion King reference there, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I think this movie is, is going to be a big, big blockbuster for Disney, for Marvel. It's perfect timing because February is Black History Month, and Feige knew when he was putting that 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 flag down, saying this is when we're going to release this movie. 
I mean, it's past, it's surpassing it in pre-sales. It's got the positive publicity that's getting from the press, people who have already seen the movie. I can only imagine when the embargo lifts that Ron Tomatoes is going to be super high report. I'll be shocked if it's anything less than 90%. Um, I, I, I think that they, when you look at the cast of people they have, you know, Chadwick Boseman is, I don't think I've seen a bad movie with the guy. The guy could be Jackie Robinson. The guy can be, he can be, he's done so many different movies. Um, and he, I think he's nailed his roles. So, and we saw him in civil war already as black Panther. So I I don't think there's anything to be, and this is not me just trying to just say positive things. You can look this stuff out yourself. Uh, I'm not being paid by Disney or Marvel to say this stuff. I mean, it just looks really good. Obviously I'll have an opinion of my own. (laughs) I have an opinion of my own after I see the movie and I'll be sure to talk about it here, but I just thought it'd be, it's interesting to to see the internet reactions. Yeah. um, I I also heard that it's, one of the best looking movies like i heard someone say is like this is probably the best looking movie i've ever seen because the cinematography on it was so good that it was like this it was just mind-blowing and on how well presented everything was and the colors they used and and everything was top-notch and and you know people are really happy with it man i also heard that um there's there's dc fans plotting to Go to Rotten Tomatoes and and to lower the um, uh, the the uh, the the viewer reviews when they come out. <sighs> Sorry, guys. I mean, it can't be so salty. I mean, you're gonna get you're gonna get sodium poisoning at some point. <laughs> sodium poisoning. Come on, guys. Uh, no, it's great. You actually mentioned it in the beginning about the, uh, the, the, the how it's one of the most visually like best looking Marvel movies, one of the best looking movies in general they've seen. Remember, I said it on the last episode, the yep. cinematographer for this Black Panther movie is nominated for best cinematography in the Oscars as she did Mudbound. So, I mean, you're nominated in the Oscars for best cinematographer. They don't get their stuff wrong about about uh, people who are talented. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll go see it. You'll tell me how it is. I'll buy it when it comes out. Absolutely. It's a February this- movie is going to be hard for me to see in the movie theater, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. You'll be sure. We'll be sure to get that update out there. Yeah, get that review going whenever it comes out. That's right. But uh, yeah. open. I know we got some. Some interesting Microsoft news that we talked about this week, and we said, "Man, we gotta talk about this." Yeah, um, it's it's. I think it's time to bring back our our old um, section, Microsoft. What are you doing? It's back. I mean, it's just, uh, 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 this is all speculation and rumors. Uh, this is nothing. Uh, I'm not an industry insider. I'm not a journalist. I haven't interviewed anyone. Uh, like like we've said before, we you know. But we've all known that Microsoft has had an issue, not necessarily selling consoles because they're doing fine with what they're selling. Uh, I mean, granted, it's it's slowed down quite a bit when you know PS4 has really kept up with um, with demand and, and the industry. The Switch has broken records. The Switch actually, Joel just outsold lifetime Wii U sales. Um, I think it was Tuesday, if I'm not wrong. Um, so Nintendo's doing fine. Sony's doing fine when when it comes to their consoles. 
but Microsoft kind of struggled, you know, from the start. Uh, you know, the, the launch was was rocky, and some of the stigma that that launch created, they weren't able to take it off. So um, their sales haven't been great. They're around 36 million consoles worldwide right now uh, for their Xbox One, and that's combining the One, the One S, and the One X. Um, <laughs> It still gets me, man. That naming convention is so weird. <laughs> but what what Polygon did an article about the issue that Microsoft's having with content, where they they have this um, Games Pass program uh, that Microsoft just announced it, and we forgot to mention it last week. I know last week we had it was kind of like a packed week, so we didn't talk about it, but. Um, last week, Microsoft announced that their um, their games their Games Pass program will get all first party titles on day one. So for nine ninety nine a month, you can get on day one you can get a, a Microsoft or Xbox uh, first party game to play on on the uh, on the Games Pass. So. Something very, very interesting. It's something similar to what what EA is doing with their um, uh, with, with their, the program they they have on the Xbox as well. So, what it's it's interesting, Joel, is that this Polygon article is mentioning that Microsoft is looking to acquire studios, whether it be smaller studios like the there's still a small studio, the guys that did PUBG. Uh, so there, there's rumors that they're looking into purchasing those guys. But the one that's crazy, Joel, to me, because of the licensing nightmare that this could be, is Microsoft acquiring EA. And this is speculated on this article. So the big the big thing is that Microsoft, Microsoft has $130 billion in, in cash that investors or basically the board wants the company to go out and, and and buy stuff with with that money you know it's like hey don't don't keep that money that it's your cash on hand go buy something right EA's, EA's valuation and uh, right now is around 35 billion so they could easily acquire EA where where it this becomes um an issue and and again i really want microsoft to succeed and competition is good and competition drives innovation and all these things right um, i'm a firm believer strong believer of that so big thing with this with this deal happening is i i don't think this will sit well with not necessarily ea fans because <laughs> ea fans right now are not like fans necessarily but what's going to happen what what was the impact that something like this would have on, on the licensing that ea products have i mean things like battlefront disney is i'm sure disney's not going to sit around and let all this be um, xbox exclusive they're not gonna they they're not gonna want that um the NFL is not gonna leave the PlayStation people out with Madden. So when it comes to that, it's it's kind of you know it's kind of weird. I, I'm sure FIFA's not gonna want 
especially with how well the PlayStation has been doing in, in Europe, they're not going to want their franchise uh, game to not be on another 74 million consoles. So maybe my my thinking is that maybe Microsoft is doing this because of the EA back catalog. Um, this could be something that Microsoft is looking at previous EA games, games that EA owns, and, and being able to offer those games on this Xbox or Microsoft Games Pass. Because right now they really don't have a lot of content and they only have, what, two big exclusives for 2018 right now, Sea of Thieves and uh, Crackdown, if, if that even... Anthem was delayed, right? Uh, Anthem, EA officially announced that Anthem's going to be delayed till 2019, and they also announced, I don't know if you heard this, Joe, that the Star Wars game, the single-player action-adventure game that uh, Respawn was working on, yep. that, that's going to be fiscal year 2020. Oh, wow. So that's probably, that's going to be like a next-gen release title. Pretty much. Yeah, PS5. like, yeah, that's going to be, yeah, that's going to be like a, most likely like a uh, Shadow of Mordor scenario, where it came, where it came, you know, on Xbox One and, and PS4 first, and then uh, there was a, like a, a, a stripped down version that came out for for previous gen. Or say, for example, like Metal Gear Solid Five, which came came out for everything, um, at, you know, pretty much all the consoles at launch, except Nintendo and PC came out like a month later. So. I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm concerned because Microsoft, if they if they do something like this, they they're not like their fans are are there and their fans are gonna be supportive um, of, of the product. Uh, of course, there's a lot of people that moved on to to another platform, like whether whether it be PS4 or Switch or, or PC. Um, which PC right now? I mean, they they're in a whole lot of trouble with shortages because of cryptocurrency video cards are being scalped and and prices are ridiculous but that's another story um but uh, microsoft will be basically buying a bag of hurt this that's a steve jobs quote that's so, a good one yeah bag of hurt means that there's a lot of baggage attached to what you're they're doing it's like they're buying ea which has this I, I I would say not not bad like they 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 really kind of like like poison like poisoned the well if 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 you know what I mean with my transactions so and we'll talk about that in a minute but they 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 are they're gonna carry this over to Xbox and then uh you're gonna have uh, gamers and fans assuming hey Microsoft's gonna start doing the microtransaction thing like just like the rumors got started where the no use games thing back in in 2013 Crazy. so microsoft's gonna inherit this and they're gonna have to be able to work with it and i don't know if they're ready um because they're still lagging behind sony and nintendo when it comes to um uh console sales not necessarily nintendo but i know nintendo is gonna surpass them if not the end of this year by by summer 2019 the the switch would have outsold the Xbox One. 
That's my prediction. So you heard it here first. And I was gonna <laughs> say I was gonna add in there. You you're mentioning EA, but the Polygon uh, analysis article also mentioned Valve, which is another interesting acquisition because EA would already stir the pot, but Valve might might also really um, anger some people. If that happens, um, well, here's the thing: like they can they can operate Valve as a separate company, um, but Microsoft doesn't like to do that. They like to they're they're moving into a services model. Um, they they like to keep things on their umbrellas, right? Um, there was like like Link. Um, we will Skype, then link, then went back to being Skype. So they they like to keep their things um, branded, and and their brand needs to, uh, but the Microsoft brand needs to be ahead of everything else in in their in their minds, and that's how they operate, and they've been very successful by by operating that way. But my my if they if they bring Valve. The the benefit that the a PC community will have is the Microsoft infrastructure. You know they have, uh, if not, I want to say the best, if not one of the best cloud infrastructures right now, uh, top three probably, and and they the PC community will definitely benefit from that. Uh, whether it be matchmaking on on PC games, uh, dedicated servers, um, download speeds, when you know storage, all these things that that Microsoft can bring over. So, I think it would be it would, the benefit would be great. I don't think it, the community is gonna stand quiet, and I think there's gonna be a lot of outrage. And there's going to be a lot of uh, uh, people that are going to be on very unsatisfied with this move. Wow. wow. So, and, and going back to microtransactions, Joe, um, with his uh, investors or, 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 or investors call that 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 EA had this week, where they officially delayed Anthem, um, they touched on the Star Wars title. They went back to Battlefront 2. So the original Battlefront, um, in the same time period that Battlefront 2 has been out, sold 13 million copies, around 13 million. Battlefront 2 has sold 9 million. I'm very, very, I am 100% sure that if if there would not have been uh, the type of controversy that this game had, they would have sold 16 million. It's EA's fault. It's it's their own fault, and now they announced that soon, not sure when, but very soon, they will be bringing microtransactions back. Um, they are going to be flipping the switch, start charging money for, uh, for for these pieces of of content. At this point, I've played Battlefront two quite a bit. I, I've gotten what I wanted. I have the gear that I wanted. I'm fine with it. They can turn it on. It, it would not affect me in the slightest. I'm still active in the game. I played last weekend, and it's still very good. 
I have no issues finding games. The game's a lot of fun, but it's I don't know, Joel. I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not I'm not too happy, but I'm not like up in arms like, oh no, this is the end of the world and this is all terrible. Like like a lot of people are. I know that a lot of people get really outraged when this sort of thing happens. And again, um, businesses are out there to make money. Businesses are not charities. And I've caught flack for it again, I say it. But, but um, it's, it's if, if implemented properly, if, if they're not going to be selling, uh, you know, the best thermal detonator and they're gonna start selling skins for characters that's great because i'm tired of seeing the same dude on the rebels every single time <laughs> yeah 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 we're on battle on the original battlefront once you get to a certain level you can pick your skin and it's awesome man you can pick you know a guy with a beard or a guy without the beard or a bold guy or or you know a Greedo phase, or you know a, a, a Troidian, or whatever whatever it's called, and and the Twi'lek, and 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 the different stormtroopers with different helmets, and and you know females, and 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 all dudes, and all that. So if it's if if it's sort of sort of like that, and 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 other stuff, you know, like hey, uh, get a low, you know, blaster that that looks different but it's the same as this type of blaster that you can get in the game that's fine you know um i know that dice said that they are um working on on a on a major rebalance for uh progression that's coming out soon so maybe that's it maybe they reworked the progression and they're 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 gonna put the microtransactions back in and that would not affect me, and I'm fine with it. You know, I'm almost at level 20. I haven't played a lot, but I think I'm level 19 right now. I have the uh, the gear that I want. Um, I wouldn't mind it, but uh, but what do you think, Joel? Um, just to give you a quick example, uh, Dragon Ball has loot boxes, and and if you do training with like four characters you can actually buy like 20 loot boxes and you get a lot of stuff and you keep getting stuff. And then if you finish the story, you can buy like 30 loot boxes. So they are very generous with, with the uh, in-game currency. There's a premium currency right now. Um, they, they, they really haven't said what it's for. Uh, there's going to be like a premium loot box, but, but those coins you get either on a loot box or by playing story right now. Um, but I don't know, Joe, what, what's your take on all this Microsoft and EA and Microsoft actions once again? Here we are again. I mean, the whole thing about Microsoft's looking to acquire assets, I get it. Um, and I think that it's actually a good thing because if they can get some solid IP, some solid properties, stuff that hasn't been looked at or been have been used for a while that that they know are are something that they can really make use out of um, for their exclusive for their console with this new um, this new uh, subscription based uh, model that they have for these games, the streaming kind of thing that they have going on with with Xbox. I think that 
from a business side makes sense to me. I actually think it's a smart move for them. But the thing about when you're just like, oh, we're just gonna let's just go and get like an EA or let's go and get a Valve or something, treading very thin water there because it can go one way or the other. That goes for anything in business, but you're looking at a business who already right now is having to do work to win back some people's approval or even people who maybe who they, they may be still fans, but to win back almost like trust, you know, like that you're not just trying to just put out another console or whatever, but like we really want to do the bet what's in the best interest of you, the consumer and you, the fan and why you should want to buy our product. They're in a little bit of a sales pitch mode. Everything they do right now is setting up why you should or should not. And right now they've given a, a solid platform. I have nothing to knock on against the Xbox one X. I have nothing to knock on it because it's a powerful platform, but they have yet to sell us on exclusives. Um, and, and that's something that, like, whenever you launch a new console, exclusives, 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 yeah. always going to be the cry of the fans. When PS4 was launched, that's the thing that fans were asking, exclusives, exclusives. Nintendo Switch, you know, what they weren't going to try and get us by saying, oh, guess what, you can play Assassin's Creed Origins. That's not the way you're going to launch a Nintendo Switch. That's just not the way to do it. It's gonna, it's gonna be for those Zelda, those right. Like, there's a way of properly launching um, your your platform. So that's a whole side thing, and that's my my point is simply the fact of the content that they want to put on the streaming service. Um, that makes sense, but I'm not, I'm not sure that the direction of going after the the two names, Valve and EA, I'm not sure that's the way to go. Could it turn out good? It could. But um, obviously, this is all hypotheticals we're talking, just based off speculation. But I mean, I trust Polygon that they have some insight to, to at least talk about this, whether it happens or doesn't. Um, it's pretty reliable, pretty reliable, generally reliable source. Um, but when it comes to microtransactions, here's the thing. And when I say here's the thing, I'm, I, I get serious here. Microtransactions. I am not. I'm not against microtransactions. And that's not a popular thing in 2018. Like, yeah. there, you start talking about things like loot boxes. You start talking about these microtransactions. People get all up in arms and they get excited. Yeah. And there's been, I think there's been, I think there's been a little bit too much. People get a little too, a little too excited over it. And they misunderstand, like, yes, we, at the end of the day, we the consumer, we the person who wants to have the product, like, yes, we want what's in the best interest of us, but we also have to understand they're, they're, we're talking about two parties, not just you, not just your selfishness. There is a business involved. And I know people don't want to hear this. I know this isn't the popular thing because we're selfish with the consumer. We want what's best for us. We also have to understand any corporate individual, any person who understands the way a corporate world works, way a, a corporate America especially works, is they have to make sure that they get back on their on their investment and then some because that's the only way you can continue to have funding for future projects okay so the ideas behind loot boxes is to help their business model so that way they can do bigger and better things in the future you know it's that that extra revenue that they can acquire the extra they're expecting to get because if they're just selling games and they're not selling additional content and they're just getting a, a flat one-time fee, and then that that's it. They want to make sure that they're getting successful business. So I get it. I'm, I'm not – like I think there's too much negativity towards microtransactions and loot boxes. We've said it before. I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. 
The problem with loot boxes and microtransactions is when it becomes to the place where if you it's pay to win. That's gambling. That's the problem. But um, look, anytime I hear an article about them announcing microtransactions and loot boxes, I'm not going to be upset about it. Uh, I'm just going to wait it out and see what the model is because, like you just said, you're playing Dragon Ball, and it's fine. So there are good positive examples out there. There's a right way to do it. There's a wrong way to do it. We'll see. But, you know, it's it's another year. It's another opportunity. Hopefully uh, the word just keeps getting around about the right and the wrong ways of doing this. I think EA, I think, I don't, I think they won't make this mistake again, because I hope not with, with Battlefront, with them now going to put this thing back into effect. But, you know, like, they, it sounds like they, they're going to change their progression model. They're going to, they, they fixed it. And that's something we, we, we called for in the beginning when we heard the news of what was going to happen. We said, it's not that we want you to take this away. We want you to fix it. And it seems like that's the, the, the actions they're taking. Yeah, that progression was really busted since like day one. It was not great. It was a, it was hard for me to grasp what they were trying to do. Once I got the hang of it, it's like okay, this is makes a little bit of sense. Um, but just trying to level up two separate things just to get to where I want it was is it it was busted. It's still busted, but. If they if they're able to fix it, you know they, it's unfortunate that they couldn't fix it sooner. But um, if they're able to fix it, you know before say the quarter ends, they could probably bring people in more people in by summer. And I know that this game, if they keep adding content to it like they're doing, it's going to bring more people in around Christmas. So um, you know when the holidays uh, twenty eighteen come in, but we'll see. I mean. Uh, what I've heard from Microsoft, what I've heard from different, you know, uh, sources is that the, the CEO is still not super thrilled with the games division. And that's something that's not necessarily in the future of the company, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but speaking of gambling, <laughs> uh, Joel, uh, Evo Japan happened. Uh, and, and the reason I, I speak, uh, I said speaking of gambling is because uh, this sort of uh, large scale video game tournaments in Japan have not happened because of the weird Japanese gambling laws. Uh, they, because there's a price for a winner that's a money price uh, that's technically not considered gambling, but. Uh, because of the popularity of video games and, and esports, uh, Japan is trying to change that. In, in uh, Evo, Japan is a step in the right direction, and this thing is going to keep growing. Uh, but they did pretty good. Uh, they had ninety five thousand around 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 ninety five thousand concurrent viewers for Street Fighter Five. Um, so that's pretty good, you know, for uh, for a Japanese tournament. Uh, the the guys from from Evo were there. Of course, this was uh, you know uh, done by the 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 same uh, team that does the, the Evo over here in Las Vegas. Uh, so James Chan, uh, you know Ultra David, all these guys were were over there uh, doing commentary. You know, top players in the world. Uh, there, all those guys were there. Um, so it, it went pretty good. Uh, Infiltration won Street Fighter again, so he's back on top. Uh, at least for for that one, we'll see. Uh, when when the next uh, like North NorCal and and the other ones start coming in throughout the year, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, and now that we have 
a huge disruptor on Dragon Ball. It's going to disrupt Evo this year. It's going to it's, it's, it's going to disrupt CEO and Evo for sure. So we'll see how that one goes. Um, but uh, just a just a quick thing on Evo Japan that I just wanted to mention. Uh, and uh, that's what I got, Joel, uh, unless you got anything else. All I got to say is uh, I'll be watching tight this weekend. It's Super Bowl weekend here in, in uh, America. It's a big, it's like a holiday for us, really. Pretty so, much, yeah. You spend the whole day just really uh, enjoying, you know, whether you're whether you're someone who's into football or not, there's plenty going on. And when you're talking about plenty going on, talking about trailers and trailers, uh, commercials, different stuff comes out. Most of the commercials start coming out in advance these days. I actually don't like that. I prefer to see it on TV. I don't like this early stuff, but you know, that's old-fashioned. No big deal. Um, there's a really good Doritos commercial that's going to be on there, and I highly recommend people to watch it. it. If you're a Game of Thrones fan, it looks hilarious. It was hilarious to watch. Um, but, yeah, there's two Disney spots that are confirmed. Uh, one that's 45 seconds, another that's 30 seconds or something along those lines. You know, my hope is that one of them's Infinity War. The other one, I don't know, could be two Marvel properties. Could we see another little Ant Man tease thing because of Ant Man being out? Could it be a, could it be a, you know, something with regards to Incredibles too? You know, that's another, in my opinion, it's a superhero movie to some degree. It's yeah, the Super Family. Yeah, we'll see. I know last, I think it was last year that we got the Pirates of the Caribbean one instead or whatever. But um, we'll see. So. We'll see what this year, you know, I don't, my, my hope is that the 45 second spot that we get is the tease for Han Solo. That's my and, hope. And uh, I saw that games, uh, GameSpot uh, posted an article today that there, uh, there's a very high probability that again, it's, it's like, like, so solo trailer tomorrow stay tuned subscribe right uh but there was very um strong rumors that there's going to be either a solo trailer tomorrow before the weekend starts or there there will be a spot at the super for solo and, and you know, i'm just i'm just saying like that makes perfect sense that's something i just straight up like it, it really should happen because remember this movie's still scheduled to come out in may it's less than five months and we don't have a trailer yeah four months Ouch. pretty much yeah. so if you don't get and, and we're saying that the changes are really super high it's probably going to happen but if you don't get a trailer if we're talking balls and it doesn't happen time to press the panic button because this then we're, we're in some serious serious trouble I still think yeah. that they could have recovered the movie based on the reshoots. I think it's possible because of Ron Howard, but I don't think it's going to be the most spectacular Star Wars movie. We'll see. I just need to see a trailer. I just yeah. need to see a trailer. I need to see some marketing material. Like I said, cautiously optimistic. We'll see. Well, we'll see. Yeah. So, Joe, where, where can everyone find us? Yeah, guys, thank you so much for watching this episode. No time taking time out of your day to watch us. We really appreciate it. We want to make sure you stay connected with us on social media by giving us a follow at No Low Time. That's at No Low Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Um, by there on our social media, you can go ahead and see when we'll do updates, when new episodes comes out, some fun little stuff every now and then that we put out there. Another thing we want to make sure you guys do is if you are listening to, this, to the podcast version, uh, on iTunes or Google Play, go ahead and give us a subscribe. Um, that would really help us out. 
Uh, if you're listening on iTunes, you can drop us a review. That's really awesome. If you are watching us on YouTube, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give us a thumbs up if you really like this episode. Drop us a comment. We really appreciate your feedback. Same thing when it comes to feedback. You can also shoot us an email to nolowtime at gmail.com. That's nolowtime at gmail.com. We thank you and appreciate you guys so much for staying connected with us. And we look forward to the next episode. Yeah, thank you guys. And we hope to see you next week. Have a good one.